Welcome to Eat This Scroll, a University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore, and I am happy to be here with you. We get together twice a week to chew on God's Word and share that with you. Give you a peek behind the curtain, a little little window into our souls here. <laughs> <laughs> and this week, I've got Jamie Harms with us. Hello, Jamie. Hi, Chris. Welcome aboard. Thank you. <laughs> Um, we were just talking about all kinds of fun stories mm-hmm. before this, so I'm excited to talk about some of that. But you are the women's director, director that of women's ministry. Still true, yes. Yep. And uh, uh, Bible studies are crushing it. Mom's group is up and running. Everything seems mm-hmm. to be cruising. Yeah. We're almost halfway through our study. We're almost Stop in week it. five out of 10. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Gosh. So we're time, cruising. Yeah. Time <laughs> is a strange thing. The strange thing. Well, what do you got for us today to chew on? Yes. Well, I get to teach at Bible study next week. So as I'm reading through these stories and thinking about things to teach, um, one of the things that's popped out, and I figure you can help me figure this out since I haven't taught it yet. So, sure. Um, is I get to teach about the story of the Hebrew midwives mm-hmm. from Egypt, or um, when Exodus 1, when they're in Egypt. And it talks about how they're blessed because of their fear of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And the fear of the Lord is something that, you know, I've heard many women talk about, like, well, what does that mean? What does that look like? What does it mean to fear of the Lord? Because we see fear used in very negative contexts around us. And so, what does that mean Mm -hmm. to, um, because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, those who fear the Lord... Um, are blessed in all these different kinds of contexts that we see throughout Scripture. I mean, um, God will bless those who fear the Lord, both the small and the great, Psalms 115. Um, oh, how abundant is your goodness, which you have stored up for the f- those who fear you, Psalms 31. Over and over and over, we see that there's very good fruit for those who fear the Lord. But what does that mean and what does that look like? Mm-hmm. So that's what the answer that you're going to give me so that I know how to teach <laughs> next week. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a controversial take. Okay. I think it means the fear of the Lord. Which means what? Well, here's what I here's what I've seen happen sometimes mm-hmm. around this conversation. And I I don't follow this. I could be corrected, but um, is that we want to translate it to uh, respect. Mm-hmm. Like a manager, right? Okay. They've got mm-hmm. power over me. Yes. They could fire me. You know, so there's a measure of um of uh, conformity to the hierarchy there. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I think of of the God of the Bible, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yahweh, it is not a, a respect, even as a father figure, you know, where there can be that sense of discipline and mm-hmm. maybe fear mixed in there. Um, I, I, I try as mm-hmm. much as my little human pea brain can manage <laughs> to expand God to a cosmic scale. I mean, he's beyond uh-huh. a cosmic scale, but that to me um, is pro- produces such an, uh, an overwhelming sense of awe and fear at his magnitude, mm-hmm. his holiness, his justice. Um, now it is the one it, it is a very good fear. Mm-hmm. It, it produces good things. It produces wisdom, mm-hmm. right? Scripture tells us. So it's not fear in the sense that the fruit of our earthly fear is punishment or it is terror. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you can't honestly approach God without that sense of fear 
um, at least initially and probably should be revisited mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Yeah. Well, I mean, according to Webster's Dictionary and the definition of fear talks about things that um, are dangerous. Yeah. And so, it, I mean, so thinking in that line and what you're saying, it reminds me a little bit of Aslan. Yeah, that is my favorite quote ever. <laughs> and, and, you know, and so if, and for, for our listeners, you know, Aslan is a character in C.S. Lewis's book mm-hmm. and one Crap of the little girls, it, and he's the Jesus figure, one of the what little girls is asking about Aslan is like, is he safe? Mm-hmm. He's like, well, he's a lion. He's not safe, but he's good. Yeah. And so there's this element of, you know, God's character that, yes, he is not safe. He is all powerful. Yeah. And maybe that's the sense of awe that you're talking about. And we respect the fact that he is, in a sense, dangerous. Mm-hmm. He can do as he pleases and he can execute judgment and all of that, but he is good. Right. And so when, when we fear him, yes, there's an element of respect and respect for his power and mm-hmm. goodness. Um, but it also, um, I don't know what I'm saying anymore, but you know, I, I think that's part of the fear of the Lord. Yeah. And so there is that reverence, but also I think part of it is how we practically deal with fear. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we were just talking, um, I have a fear of snakes. Mm-hmm. My sister, very kindly, who lives in Indonesia, sent me a picture this week of a beheaded cobra on her front porch. Naturally, as one does. Exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, my, my little sister, um, who still lives in the States, we always call her Wonder Woman because mm-hmm. she deals with all kinds of snakes and nasty things. And I have a garter snake in my yard and, you know, I, I'm done. You know. <laughs> That's it. We're moving. Burn the whole place down. (laughs) Well, Mike actually one time was turning over a compost pile and disrupted a hiberniculum. Do you know what that is? No. It is a ball of snakes and they overwinter together. I've seen this. And so there was like, I I don't know how many snakes. It felt like hundreds, but it was a big ball (laughs) of snakes. Indiana Jones or something. (laughs) (laughs) That got disrupted in all summer. Every time I would walk out of my house, I would be looking for snakes. Yeah. I'd be mowing the lawn and one would pop its head up and Mike would come home and the lawnmower would still be in the middle of the lawn mm-hmm. and the lawn wouldn't be mowed and he couldn't find his wife. Like, <laughs> that's just how it goes. I don't, I'm afraid of snakes. Yeah. And so when I look at even the fear, what that, what does that mean practically for the fear of God? Yes, there's this reverence for danger and I'm not in danger of garter snakes, but I'm still fearful of them. Yeah. Um, Every time I go out there, it controls my thoughts. Where is it? What is it doing? And it then controls my actions. Yeah. And so maybe there's an element of the fear of God being, yes, there's this reverence and this awe, but also that we are allowing Him mm-hmm. to consume our thoughts and control our actions. Yeah. And that's also part of where the blessing that we read about through a scripture of the fear of God comes from. But Yeah. And I think that that's... That's why the indifference and indignation of of the human condition that rebels against God is is um, such a such a wicked thing because mm-hmm. it it dis dislocates the proportional relationship between who God is, mm-hmm. what He is, um, where He falls in this cosmic order, which is the t- very tippity top, mm-hmm. um, and then by relation where we are, you know, your your fear of those snakes have produced a change in who you are out of recognition of <laughs> albeit, the snake is. <laughs> yeah, albeit not a very realistic one, but one I can sympathize with mm-hmm. nonetheless. Um, and likewise, we fall in order in a certain way mm-hmm. um, out of response of who God is. But I think the, I think the product of somebody who has encountered Christ mm-hmm. is that you fall in order um you know, 
not simply just out of obedience because you're terrified because who God is, but in response to, and yet what he has done for us and the great love that he's poured out for us. Mm -hmm. Well, as we recognize that he is all powerful, but that he is good, Mm -hmm. you know, we have to recognize both in order to have the fear of the Lord. Then we can trust him Mm -hmm. with all of those things, even though we should trust him anyway. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it gives us that context maybe for that trust and that relationship that is built when we recognize who he is and where we are in context with him. Yeah. And it's interesting just to maybe observe the culture and how, um, you know, I wasn't around when there was a lot of the more hellfire and brimstone style mm-hmm. preachers. Uh, a lot of the preachers I like, I might classify as that. But back in the day, you know, that, that's how I've heard people characterize Christianity was hellfire and brimstone. Mm-hmm. And then it seems to have responded in a way that that tried to just toss out all the, those- The scary bits. All the scary bits, mm-hmm. you know, the attributes of God that we don't like as much that because they impose upon us. And we've we've leaned into the goodness of God at the expense of the other. And, mm-hmm. and like you pointed out aptly, we have to have both. We have to have both. Mm-hmm. And I think in culturally around us, we see the use of fear to get people to respond in very, in, in negative ways. Yeah. So our culture does use things in negative ways, fear yeah. in negative ways. And so then we're left wrestling with, well, am I supposed to feel manipulated or used by, the, are people trying to use fear to manipulate yeah. me? And we look back at their character and they might be powerful, but they're not good. Yeah. And so just that constant reminder going back to, well, who is our God? Mm-hmm. He is all powerful, but he is good. Yep. And so we can trust him. Um, and so the fear of the Lord is wrapped up in acknowledging who he is and that respect peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's essential because mm-hmm. because we God is a God who wants our hearts. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, if you look at the the heart condition of the Pharisees who were mm-hmm. the religious elite, they were obedient. They were all these things above and beyond. Um, they were whitewashed tombs. Mm-hmm. They were a pit of vipers. A pit of, a, vipers. A of vipers. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, because they had they had lost track. You know he. Uh, I'm reminded of that verse. He says, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the 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 goodness of God. I thought about it this way the other day because I was pondering these things. Um, that the, the, what was it? It was how um, our disobedience necessitates God's wrath and his justice. Mm-hmm. He desires to express love and mercy, mm-hmm. but our our disobedience requires that we must be disciplined in, in you know broadly speaking and so when i thought about it that way i thought with my own kids like i don't want to spank them mm-hmm. but their disobedience requires my intervention to to guide them to train them to encourage and and keep them from much much worse outcomes mm-hmm. out there in the real world and um so that disconnection between those two traits that god seems mm-hmm. to have a significant impact yeah, well, and I mean, even in Proverbs, it talks about the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life that one may turn away from the snares of death. Yeah, And so, you know, how does then the, that fear of the Lord translate to life? Well, when we recognize who he is and that he has our best in mind mm-hmm. and we can trust him, then that does bring life. Yeah, But we have to submit to him in that. And so mm-hmm. there's this submission, making him our master because of we know what he is. And so we can fear him and respect him. Totally. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. it it is a a you know everything again to go back to the parent analogy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything that I try to do intentionally, mm-hmm. um, I do to guard my family. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't do a perfect job by any stretch of the imagination, but the fruit of that is peace in the home. Yes. It's joy within our relationships. Yes. All of these things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the alternative is for me to say, you know, yeah, you make all the rules and whatever, um, but you're just keeping me away from all these other things. You're keeping me away from the fun out there. And it's to say, I know better than you. Yes. You know, it's the garden all over again mm-hmm. to say like, eh, really, he's just keeping you from from being like him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want that. Um, but yeah, you have to be able to understand that the the product of what God has done and created for us on earth is one that will produce human flourishing that, that you could never find apart from that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So hugely, hugely important mm-hmm. topic. I think one of the things that I repeat probably the most in my life is that if we get it wrong, we get it wrong in in who we are or who God is. Mm-hmm. And these are central questions. So I really appreciate you, yeah. you bringing that today. Indeed. And we're constantly learning and growing. And the more that we learn about who he is, the more that fear and that awe yeah. develop Yep, and that we do get to see the fruit of fearing the Lord. Yeah. I love that you point that out because if, if you, the listener, feel locked into mm-hmm. terror, then the solution is quite simple. You have to be exposed to the other attributes of who God is. Yes. You have to be exposed to God's mercy. And I'm not talking just Old Testament versus New Testament because we see his mercy on full display in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. um, but just come to uh, come to familiarize yourself with the love of God, the mercy of God, and then you will find yourself finding balance and equilibrium. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Holding it in tension. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Jamie, thank you so much. You're welcome. I'm excited for you this week. Yes. Hopefully Rachel will be there. I hope so too. Yeah. There's no sniffles. <laughs> I always fight the sniffles. It is fall season, which means cold and flu season. So drink your water and take your vitamins. Yep, too. exactly. <laughs> if you got nothing else, there's some uh, personal wellness tips. <laughs> Well, listener, hopefully you're encouraged. This is a topic I could talk ad nauseum about, um, but it really is central that we understand both sides of the coin Mm -hmm. because there is life there. Indeed. So, all right, we will get you on the next episode. Bye. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's Word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week. So please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples.